Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's Jalen Warren first, then Deontay Johnson second. Both saying that the Steelers took the Arizona Cardinals lightly on Sunday. They'll get over it. It'll be all right. No problem. No worries. Just the Steelers losing one of the most embarrassing games in their head coaches near two decades in Pittsburgh now. No big deal. Eh, we just didn't really care. We saw it coming. You know, everyone saw it coming throughout the week. We didn't care enough about this game, even though a lot to play for in that game against Arizona and I think it played out on the field. It looked like a team that was sloppy, ill-prepared, disinterested, I think is a really good way of, of putting it. Just a team that really, to be totally blunt, didn't quite give a damn enough about playing the Arizona Cardinals as the Arizona Cardinals, at 2-10, and 10, cared about playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Josh Roundtree. It's a fan evening show. Happy to be with you tonight until 10.35. But Deontay Johnson saying today the Steelers took the Cardinals lightly. And <laughs> I think that there are people that uh, probably work for the Steelers that when Deontay Johnson steps in front of a microphone or a camera, they get a little tight probably because the guy tends to say things that we use as uh, nice little fuel for our fires here on talk radio. I appreciate Deontay Johnson's honesty, though. I, I really do. I appreciate the fact that he's willing to tell it like it is, and, and maybe this needed to be said. Maybe it needed to be aired out that this team was not focused enough for the game that it just played. Maybe it needed to be aired out that this team took an opponent lightly in the first football game of December after firing its offensive coordinator. They went out and they laid an egg. They didn't care enough. They weren't as focused or involved as they needed to be. There's going to be one-offs every season. I mean, look, the, the Dallas Cowboys lost to that same Arizona Cardinals team. It, it happens. Good teams can lose to bad teams. The Eagles, as good as they are, lost to the Jets. Not the Aaron Rodgers-led Jets. They lost to the Jets. It happens. Good teams lose to bad teams in the NFL. The problem right now is that the Steelers, are they a good team? Mm, I don't think so. Are they a bad team? Mm, I don't think so. And herein lies the problem with the Steelers, is that they have been stuck in the middle for far too long now as an organization. For far too long, the Steelers have been the, well, they're going to have a winning season under Mike Tomlin team, not the, hey, they're going to contend for a Super Bowl kind of team. 
And I think we have reached a point now where when you hear players make comments about a quote-unquote player's coach, and that's how I take Deontay Johnson and Jalen Warren's comments when they say, you know, we weren't ready or we weren't focused or we took them lightly or whatever the case is. When I hear that, my first thought is that's the head coach's fault. That's on Mike Tomlin. That starts at the top. A coach's job is to prepare his players and have them ready to play the game. That is, it's probably not in Webster's dictionary of coach. I, I don't really know what that exact definition is, but but that's what it is, right? When you are a head coach, your number one job description is to have your team ready to play. The Steelers and their head coach failed in that department this week. And the result was an embarrassing loss that when we talk about the quote-unquote Tomlin losses over the years, has to rank right up there near or at the very top. Now we have a wide receiver who makes $18 million per year, the team's highest paid offensive player, Coming out to the media today a couple of days after they get embarrassed by the Arizona Cardinals in just a dreadful game, weather, results, performance, experience, all of it bad. And that $18 million a year receiver says we took them lightly. Well, again, I appreciate Deontay Johnson's honesty, and I do take his comments as a direct reflection of the coaching staff. How could you not? At the same time, buddy, you make $18 million a year. You're the highest paid player on the offense. How about you say something and do something if you, throughout the course of the week, if you were able to see throughout the course of the week that this team is not ready to play, this offense is not ready to play, why don't you do something about it? Be a leader for the $18 million that you're getting. Not everybody is an inherent leader. I get that. But that offense, especially when Kenny Pickett went down, who is a leader on the offense? Who is a leader on this football team in general right now? It's a serious question. A lot of people will say Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. Those are all defensive players. Who is a leader on their offense? Is it Kenny Pickett? He was named a captain. Are guys buying into what he is doing, though? And when he gets hurt, then what? They don't have an offensive coordinator anymore. Some would argue they didn't have one in the first place. This has all led to a sloppy, inexcusable game that now puts their season in a little bit of peril. The Steelers are not dead in the water. They're not out of it, but a win in that Browns game where they looked, I thought, fairly unprepared, and that game ultimately led to the dismissal of Matt Canada. In the middle of that, they scored 16 points, and people were celebrating, ready to have a parade on how good their offense looked, but only scored 16 points, and now they put up 10, including a garbage-time touchdown to maybe salvage a score a little bit against one of the worst teams in football that 
came in really with nothing to play for. I'm sure behind closed doors, there were people within the Arizona Cardinals organization who were actually a little bit upset at the fact that they came in here and saw a team in front of them that really had no interest in playing them. Arizona is better off losing games at this point. And some might argue now the Steelers are in that same boat. I heard Crowley this morning saying that he kind of just wishes the Steelers would lose out. That maybe that's what it would take for a significant change, a significant adjustment. Here's the thing. They could lose out. Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere. Art Rooney is not going to fire Mike Tomlin if this team loses out. What they will do is they will say we lost our starting quarterback. Injuries caught up to us. And we're going to give this another go with Mike Tomlin. I don't think that there is anything that could happen in a realistic sort of realm down the stretch here this season that would cost Mike Tomlin his head coaching job here in Pittsburgh. But I can't get over the fact that the quote-unquote players coach has now from multiple players of his, guys that he has defended, mind you, in certain situations, hello, Deontay Johnson, and you don't have to go very far back for him defending Deontay Johnson. Uh, He did it yesterday. When Mike Tomlin met with the media yesterday and he was asked about Deontay Johnson a week after failing to jump on a fumble and having to apparently apologize to his teammates over it, Deontay Johnson down two touchdowns does a celebratory dance after scoring in a three-quarters empty Acrisure Stadium that's being pummeled by hail and rain and whatever other garbage. It felt like the locusts were going to come down and the the river was going to turn to blood for a brief instance there. But to see that and have Mike Tomlin questioned about that and get snippy back at a reporter for asking that question and say, well, what do you think about it? Mike Tomlin is smart. He knows the deal. He knew what he was doing in that situation. He was sticking up for his player in that moment. He decided to, instead of putting the player on blast, and this being Deontay Johnson, he decided that he was going to play it close to the vest and and he wasn't going to share his opinion on a guy celebrating down by two scores late in a football game. An embarrassment. In a day after Mike Tomlin stepped out and openly defended Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson went and spit in his face and said, all last week, we weren't prepared. We weren't ready. We took that team lightly. He took a direct shot at his head coach, whether he meant to or not, and I don't think that he did mean to. I would not sit here and say that he intentionally meant to shame his coach given what happened last week, but he still did it. He still went out of his way and said, we took that team lightly. He could have very easily, Deontay Johnson today, have said, no, I felt like we were prepared, we just didn't execute. He could have given that same old line, that same old BS that we have heard from this team when they have lost in embarrassing fashion to the 49ers, to the uh, the Texans, when they lost to the Jaguars, now this game, when they lost to the Browns. A lack of execution was always the, the, the main phrase that came out of that locker room. This week, though, when they lose to a 2-10 team, all of a sudden... Well, we weren't focused. We weren't ready. And the guy that takes the brunt of that 
is the player's coach who's adored by the national media who won't pay attention now to this this remark being made. National media who, as recently as yesterday, were throwing Mike Tomlin in the discussion of Coach of the Year. National media who today, one of them, and we'll talk about this as we go tonight, a national media member saying that we would be idiots if we wanted Mike Tomlin out of Pittsburgh. We would be foolish. How dare we? Other teams would just scoop him up and take him. Meanwhile, in the locker room where the national media, for the most part, shout out to Brooke Pryor who is national media but is there every day, the national media are not there. They are not in the locker room. They're not paying attention, apparently, to this Deontay Johnson quote, to the Jalen Warren quote after the game the other day, to multiple players now who said, we took that team lightly. And that falls back on Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin likes to make this case about, you know, they're on a moving train, moving train this, moving train that. Well, it looks like some guys are starting to question the conductor. They're starting to question the direction of that train. Whether they are intentionally doing it or not, it is impossible to hear that quote from Deontay Johnson and not think that he is making a comment and a reference to the way that this team has been led. And again, whether he meant to do it or not, he did it. And you know what? He is absolutely, positively, unequivocally right in what he said. They were not ready, and it is Mike Tomlin's fault. And the question now becomes, here in Pittsburgh, is it time to reassess, truly reassess, and we've you know, this is a, a topic year after year when the Steelers fail. Is it time to truly look at the direction of this football team and wonder if it is right? Is it going, this train, in the right direction? When a veteran player making $18 million a year says we were not prepared for our opponent, we were not focused for our opponent, which is what came out of Deontay Johnson's mouth today, you have to you have to wonder if you're Art Rooney what is going on in that locker room that led to that result what could be a season changing a season defining loss how did that happen how does it keep happening how did we lose to Dorian Thompson Robinson that has to be asked and yeah they fired the offensive coordinator but is it enough is that enough change for this football team as it currently stands? It's going to be a fun show tonight. 412-928-9370. That's the number if you want to join us. Our Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Peters Township. You can visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. Where are you at right now as a Steeler fan? Where are you at as an observer of Mike Tomlin? It's been nearly two decades now with this guy here. The results were really good early. The wins have been there. The winning seasons have been there. But is it enough? Can the Steelers do better? Let me know. 412-928-9370. We'll take your calls if you want to hop in. We're also going to dive into uh, a tweet that I put out recently. You may have caught it. Got a little 
got a little heat for it. We're, we're going to talk about that as well. We've got a lot to get to. Mitch Trubisky talked today as well, but I'll be here with you on the Fan Evening Show until 1035. 412-928-9370. That is the number if you want to join us. I'm Josh Roundtree. It's the Fan Evening Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Uh, Let's grab some of your calls. Uh, Talked a lot in that opening segment about today's Deontay Johnson comments saying that the Steelers took the Arizona Cardinals lightly and he could feel it all week last week. Could feel it coming. Didn't do anything, it seems, to, to stop it or couldn't do anything to stop it. But nevertheless, it, it to me is a great reflection of the coaching staff having their team ill prepared to play a game against a two and ten football team that came in and beat them up. Double digit loss on their home field to a two and ten team. John in Beaver is up first. What's up, John? Yes, uh, good evening, sir. Sir, um, I want um, to the, the groundwork. I think has been laid for mutually to move on from Tomlin. And I cite two occurrences. Number one, they didn't extend him prior to this year, which they normally do. And number two, if the word is correct that they fired the offensive coordinator, those are two bold actions by the owners. And I think Rooney's have realized without a franchise quarterback, he is an average coach. And I think what's going I'd like to see happen is San Diego – this is perfect to make a trade with them. They have a franchise quarterback, which Tomlin has been have had one with Ben. 
They need a defensive guru, which badly. Mm-hmm. And if you could get to, uh, number one and number two for Sean Payton, I clearly think you could get the one, uh, definitely the same package for Tomlin. I agree. And with those, and with those p- picks, I'll tell you something. You could you could go out and get one of these uh, Shanahan disciples, an offensive uh, gurus, and get one of these top quarterbacks that should be there with San Diego's pick and just rebuild the offense that way. Um, yeah. I think that's the way direction. Yeah, no, John, thank you. Uh, the only thing that I, I think you, you missed on that is it's not San Diego, it's L.A., but everything else, uh, <laughs> everything everything else I think you got right. But believe me, I've made that mistake before, John. Thank you. Uh, look, I mean, and this is going to be a topic now because, uh, you know, Ed Bouchette, um, who covered the Steelers for a very, very long time and was a great insider with us, he was on with, the PM team today, he talked about it and he tweeted it. He said, why would you fire Mike Tomlin? He has plenty of value. You could trade him. Here's the thing about that, though. Mike Tomlin is, I think, an exceptionally proud person. And any sort of trade like that, he's going to have to kind of be in agreement with. It's not like trading a player. Mike Tomlin has made... million a year for the last decade and probably up near that for, you know, four, five, six years before that. This guy's made a lot of money. I mean, we're talking about a person who has made certainly over $100 million as a head coach. If your intention is to trade Mike Tomlin for draft picks, I I could hear that. And I am open to that, and we're definitely going to talk about what maybe suitors there could be out there for him, and, and L.A. is definitely one of them. But ultimately, A, Art Rooney is going to have to agree to do this, and I don't think he ever will. I don't think that Art Rooney wants to be the co- the owner that that trades Mike Tomlin. He doesn't want to be the guy that breaks the run of three coaches and however many years it's been now, 64 years or whatever we're at at this point. I, I don't think he wants to break that by trading Mike Tomlin. And if he does, I don't know that Mike Tomlin is necessarily going to play ball with that. Mike Tomlin could very well say, screw it, I'm just going to retire and I'll go do TV or a podcast or I'll just retire, period, and go watch my daughter do gymnastics at Georgia. Like, like Mike Tomlin doesn't have to go coach. I'm sure he wants to, and I think he still will for several years to come. But this is only going to work if it's a situation where Mike Tomlin thinks it is best for him. And and, and that's probably not going to meet what might be best for the Steelers. Eric and Elk Grove up next. What's up, Eric? How you doing, buddy? Good. What's up? Hey, I got a I got a couple couple issues. Um with as far as the the Mike Tomlin thing goes, we're not going to this man is not going to step down or take any any trade offers or do anything like that because exactly. like you said pre- previously, his pride's too big and he's got too much stuff uh you know, in the years that he's been here, and the problem is, is I was talking to my my wife a couple of days ago. He, my wife, can't stand him. She hasn't liked him since the day he took over from Cower, because she was a Cower guy or Cower girl, whatever. And then he he's always been this that, and uh, he's been like this players' coach kind of thing. And he's always, always in the last seven years with our. 
the way that our our society goes now, I can't remember seven years ago when we won the last, when 2016 we won the last playoff game. Now, I don't understand where the Roonies are with this whole situation, and I don't know if they're ever going to be able to pull the trigger because of what you just stated earlier about the history of the the franchise and the way they do things. Right, and it's, and an, it's, an ex- it's an exceptionally bold move to have to make for a franchise that's not exact, exactly rooted in exceptionally bold moves. They're a traditionalist sort of right. franchise, and they've stepped more out of their comfort zone in the last few years. But that is, I mean, that's an outrageous place to go to for an organization that that really has not done anything even remotely close to something like that in its history. I mean, you can you can look across the league. How many head coaches have gone this long without having? I mean, I get the whole five hundred season, and he's never lost a thing, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. But I mean, it's seven seven years right. without and, any. I, I mean, come on, right? And I and. Mean, Right, and here's the thing, Eric, and thanks for the call. You know, I saw, I believe it was um, uh, Mike DeCourcy who wrote this earlier, and it's a perfect summary. Saying that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season used to be a badge of honor here in Pittsburgh, and it has become a punchline here in Pittsburgh. Nobody, locally at least, and maybe there are some national media types who still say that as a point of pride when talking about Mike Tomlin – it has now become the punchline. It's the butt of the joke. Well, they never win a playoff game, but at least they've never had a losing season. Ha, ha, ha. That's what it's become now with with that line. And that's how I I always looked at it as a, a very nice little stat to have. That the Steelers are always relevant. They're always in the picture. They're always contending into the final week of the season. And that's great. But I'm at the point now where, where I've been broken by it. Something that I used to actually look at as a really big positive of this organization now kind of has been spun into a fault of the organization where it's just acceptable to be good but never to be great. As much as you want to say that you are great, when are you? And that's the problem that that I see with this organization right now. It is steeped in just the mediocrity or the slightly above average instead of the exceptional. And it's that's different from the way that it used to be here in Pittsburgh, right? Right? Lou in Staten Island up next. What's up, Lou? Hey, Josh. Um, you couldn't have said that any better. And the previous caller, what he said about the charges, the reason why they won't do it is because it actually made too much sense. Okay? <laughs> and that's true. I'm at three <laughs> points if you let me, Josh, right? Yeah. The first one. It's about the national media, media and that I'm going to use a nice word, clown, Rich Eisen. <laughs> and the reason why I call him that is this. Rich Eisen, he has one thing in common with Greenberg. You know what that is? Uh, I don't. They both root for the Jets. Oh, uh, okay. All right. The New York Jets haven't won a Super Bowl in almost 60 years, and they haven't, won a, they haven't even been to the playoffs in 17 years, so right, and that and that floor. probably makes it probably makes their view of a stable organization when you when you're used to seeing the Jets, it makes the thought of a stable organization look pretty pretty damn good, right? That's it. That, that their floor is so low as a fan. Okay, so that's why they think Mike Tomlin is the best thing since sliced bread. Plus, he's from Staten Island, where I'm from, and Rich Eisen never played football in his entire life. So we'll leave that at that. Now. 
you said earlier what they blew, and what they blew was this. And then I want to make a a quick statement to the owner, if you let me. Mm -hmm. What they blew was this, an amazing opportunity at potentially winning this division. They caught break after break after break. The schedule, quarterbacks that we don't have to play, bad teams, Thursday night home games against bad teams should be shooing wins, regardless if Pickett's hurt, regardless if they should have been wins. So that's what they blew. And now they most likely might not even make the playoffs. And I'll leave you with this. I'm going to say something to the owner of this team. As a fan since 1977, for the first time, Mr. Rooney, I'm going to root for the Patriots on Thursday. And you know why? It kills me to say this. Mm. It's the only way, Josh, that this thing will blow up. It has to implode for him to have the courage to get rid of this coach. We have to lose to New England and not make the playoffs. And he needs to stand there at the end of the season and address why he thinks it's good to give another extension to a coach who has not been successful for almost a decade. Yep, and and Lou, thank you, man. Appreciate it. I I think that there are a lot of people that are starting to flip into that boat, right? There are a lot of people that feel like if they finally just bottom out, if the run of Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season comes to an end, that maybe the organization will be willing to make a change. Here's the deal. I've talked to people. I've heard this. I I don't think that will matter. I think it will take at this point for Art Rooney to decide to make a significant change at the head coaching position. I think it will take multiple losing seasons in a row for that to happen. They will look at a losing season as a one-off, a rebuild, a excuse sort of driven year. That is how they are going to look at the eventual losing season that will come for this team at some point under Mike Tomlin. And then they'll give him another year. To me, I'm not saying that Mike Tomlin should be fired right now. There are some people who are. There are some people who feel like at the end of this year they should bottom out and then reassess. What I want to see happen is Mike Tomlin go hire a really, really good offensive mind to be the offensive coordinator and to try to change this offense. If they can do that, fine. But if if their plan here is to just promote Eddie Faulkner as the full-time offensive coordinator after his offense put up 10 points against the second-worst defense in the NFL as far as points per game go on Sunday, Uh -uh. uh-uh, uh-uh. It's nothing against Eddie Faulkner. I think he's a fine running back coach. He's not an offensive coordinator of an NFL team. The guy behind him, the guy before him, was not an offensive coordinator of an NFL team. You you can't miss on, on two guys like that in a row so badly. So he cannot get the job. If he does, if that's Mike Tomlin's intention, if Art Rooney finds out that that is Mike Tomlin's intention is to promote Eddie Faulkner, Mike Tomlin should be gone. And we should be here in Pittsburgh talking about a new football coach for this team next year. But that's just not going to happen. All right, last call before we got to get to a break. I know we got a few of you lined up. I promise we will get to you. But Brian in the car is next. What's up, Brian? Hey, Josh. How you doing? Good, man. What's up? Um, not too much. I just wanted to uh, kind of touch on some of the same points that you were saying. And, you know, the last caller had mentioned, and I, first of all, I agree that Rooney's never going to do this. But the, 
thing that you had mentioned about him having so much pride could actually make it interesting to say, you know, to another team, hey, we're interested in trading this guy. And, you know, Tom, Mike, or Mike, you have this pride. We can either not re-up you and everybody knows why, or we can say, hey, you've got some worth. You've got something for somebody else. And I think he does have somebody something for somebody else. I mean, we all forget that Andy Reid got run out of Philly. Exactly, and, that's where and it worked out. For, and it worked them. out for both teams, right? It did. In the long it run, it ended up working out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he, the guy needs to be fired right now. Today, I think he definitely still has value. It's just it, sure. it's time. He's stale. Right. I, I think the it's, message the message has just gone sour in a way, Brian. And thanks for the call. The, the message has failed. Mike Tomlin's leadership, as good as it can be, and there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, you know, look at what he did in the 2019 season when they lost Ben Roethlisberger. Look at what he has done with so little talent. Here's the problem. A, they don't have that little talent. Now, their quarterback hasn't been good. I'll admit that. But their defense is star-studded. Injuries have occurred, no doubt. But ultimately, Mike Tomlin is responsible for accumulating that talent. He is there on those meetings with Omar Khan and with Andy Weidel. They don't draft a player on South Water Street. They do not draft a player without Mike Tomlin at least signing off on that player getting drafted. They don't sign a player without Mike Tomlin at this point, almost two decades into his time here in Pittsburgh, he gets say-so in every move that is made. That's one of the – I guess maybe it's a fallacy or whatever you want to call it out there that Omar Khan is just signing all the players and Mike Tomlin is coaching all the players. No, Mike Tomlin is very heavily involved with the acquis- and with the acquisition of every single player that wears that Steelers uniform. He is involved in that conversation, and therefore – You cannot sit there and say, well, Mike Tomlin does so much with so little. He's part of the problem. He's part of why there is so little, if that is what you think of this team. But the reality is, there's not that little. In the preseason, we were talking about how dynamic their wide receiver group could be, how they had a true one-two punch at running back, how they had beefed up their offensive line, and how they had spent money on offensive linemen and moved up in the draft to get Broderick Jones, and how the defense looked like it was going to be really, really tough to deal with for every offense in the NFL. In the first week of the season, they got 30 hung on them by the 49ers, and they did nothing on offense, and it set the tone for what has been just sort of a blah season. And at the end of the day, that is the problem of Mike Tomlin. It's not Omar Khan's fault. He has some responsibility in it, but it's not on him. It's not a pure execution standpoint. Mike Tomlin oversees everything. All right, we got to hit a break. I know we got a couple of you on the line. We'll get to you when we come back. 412-928-9370 if you want to join us as this is the Fan Evening Show here on Sports Radio 93. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Three seven, the fan. It's time for the annual City of Pittsburgh Gingerbread House competition. Visit this amazing display in the grand lobby of the City County Building. It includes the Odyssey Pittsburgh Gingerbread House display and vote online for your favorite to win the People's Choice Award. Details at pittsburghpa.gov forward slash gingerbread. I did not think that I would be talking about gingerbread houses on tonight's show, but you just never really know what they're going to hand you when it comes to uh, the reads that we have to do, but make sure you check that out. I I did actually I I participated in some form or fashion in this. I I did vote on some sort of gingerbread competition, gingerbread house competition. I think we had maybe internally here at work, and then we submitted that one for the the big competition. I don't know. I I did something with a gingerbread house. I didn't know. They just said which one do you like the most, and I said that one. And maybe that's the one that they picked. I don't know. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Dave in Pittsburgh has been waiting around. What's up, Dave? Hey, not too much. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna hit on two. I'm gonna hit on two topics. One about Mike Tallman and his tenure for 17 years. We had another coach like this 30 years ago, um, Chuck Knoll, who was going from a winning coach down to a mediocre coach, winning eight, 800 seasons. I mean, 500 seasons. Sorry, Mike Tallman's doing that now. I think we have three or four more seasons, and Tallman needs to go. If Tallman doesn't go, Please tell me, was there ever an offensive or a defensive coach that went on, a coordinator, went on to become a head coach that was underneath Mike Tomlin's no. coaching tree? No. No. Moving Mike, on with Mike, Mike Munchak yeah. interviewed, um, and I'm missing somebody else. Somebody else. Oh, oh Flores, uh, I think, interviewed, right? And, and that, that, I think, is probably – that's probably everybody that interviewed, even interviewed for head coaching jobs. Yeah. And the idea of them promoting people from within, Mike Tallman needs outside help with a young, good offensive coordinator, somebody that's not from Pittsburgh, that can actually step up and become an offensive coordinator like the Texans have right now that they are doing with their players down there is phenomenal. Yeah. Same thing with defense. Yeah. And that was my two main points. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. A- Arians. I, Dave, thank you. I, I forgot about Arians. Arians comes from the coaching tree and went on to be a head coach. But I think the the circumstances, I guess, uh, in, involved there are a little bit different considering he retired, but not really, then became an interim and did a really good job and then became a head coach two different places and, and ended up winning a Super Bowl. So um, that would be, I guess, the example. But. Bruce Arians was also like 70 years old when that happened, too. There, there have not been a lot of young, up-and-coming coaches, you could say, uh, that have coached under Mike Tomlin who have gone on to to become, you know, big-time coordinators or certainly not head coaching uh, candidates as well. Uh, Rob in West Mifflin is next. Hi, Rob. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, this city is crazy, man. Like, we live <laughs> well, in yeah. Arizona and everybody, oh, get rid of Tomlin. We got a multitude of problems down there. We've been had them. 
Offensive line is terrible. Okay, but whose who's problem is that? Who who oversees okay, the – Okay, Okay, but listen to me real quick. Everything doesn't always get a point back to Tomlin. Sure. Who, Kenny Pickett's terrible. He's terrible. And Mike and Mike Tomlin wanted Kenny Pickett drafted. He said he did. He's the okay, head coach. Said, okay, Mike Tomlin I mean, promo- he- Mike Tomlin promoted Matt Canada to be Kenny Pickett's offensive coordinator and develop Kenny Pickett when Matt Canada had no business being in that in that position. That's Mike Tomlin's decision to have Matt Canada there. And I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. But guess what though? Hello? Yeah. Listen. There's so many problems down there, man. That it just it all can't keep falling on Mike Tomlin. Like sometimes, but, when you but get Rob, playoffs, but Rob, if you like, get a draw, I don't hear me out real quick. Sometimes when you get in the playoffs, you get a crazy draw. Like, well, last time we said we played Kansas City, we got a hot Jacksonville team the one year when they put we put a forty nine a lot. Rob, they had Bla- they had Blake Bortles as the quarterback. And they had a the Browns had Baker game. Mayfield as a quarterback, and they lost, and they were embarrassed at home in both of those games. That's the only one I can agree with you on that we should have beat. Uh, they should have. They the should have. They should have beat the Browns and the Jaguars. All, it doesn't all fall on Mike Tomlin every year. This city is crazy with this. Every year, it's Mike <laughs> Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin. He's the head coach, man. He's making twelve million bucks a year. Somebody Who's... say something about Kenny Pickett being terrible? He's terrible. He has He's been. Yeah, no, man. you're – look, Rob, I, I, I'm with you, man. Thank you for the call. I, I – look, Kenny Pickett has not been good. I, I'm not dancing around that, even though there's some people that think I, I have excuse made uh, Kenny Pickett's career, I guess, on Twitter. No, Kenny Pickett has not been good. I am not suggesting that he has been good. But Kenny Pickett was drafted with the blessing of Mike Tomlin, who also hired the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach to develop Kenny Pickett at the NFL level. Mike Tomlin's responsible for the decision to bring in the player and the people who developed the player, and all of it has not worked out. And eventually, the guy that's the boss has to take some responsibility here. Mike Tomlin's done a lot of great things here in Pittsburgh, a lot of really good things in Pittsburgh. He's won a lot of games. But you can't sit here and say that they have so many problems down there and then the person that runs the entire operation gets a pass. You know, if you went down to a McDonald's and the grill wasn't working, the ice cream machine was broken, uh, some kid threw up all over the floor, the bathrooms were a mess, uh, the drive through speaker was broken, uh, the, the, the grill was on fire, and then you said, okay, well, but this isn't the fault of the people that own this McDonald's. What are, you, what are you talking about? You know, like, translate this to any business. No no offense to McDonald's. I'm not saying these are real-life things that happen to McDonald's, but I'm just using it as an example. Like, if that is what, what you are saying, that they have so many problems down there, referring to the Steelers' facility, but it's not Mike Tomlin's fault. He oversees the whole operation. He's the boss. And if his entire company is not performing, it's the fault of the boss. Tom and Hampton, our last caller of the hour. Hi, Tom. Hey, how are you? Good. What's going on, man? Good. Hey, you know, one of the topics that um, I don't hear discussed on the air is what do the owners earn? How much do they make as an ownership group when a team goes to the playoffs and wins the playoff game? Um, there's not a lot of information about that. There's, there's information not. about how much the players get. 
But the ownership, I don't think the Steelers are necessarily um, – there's no sense of urgency for them to win a playoff game if they share in revenue across the NFL equally, and there's really no incentive, there's no urgency to win. Yeah, so uh, that's a really good question, Tom, and, and thanks for the call, man. There is um, – and I've looked this up before because I've wondered the same thing, and, and I went back and found that it's uh, a story from – uh, where is it? Sportico wrote this, and I remember reading this a while back. But essentially, um, NFL playoffs, they generate no financial windfall for the individual teams. Players get a playoff bonus. Uh, obviously, you I think you make money if you host playoff games and you have ticket sales and things like that, and there's the revenue sharing that goes into it. But there's not that individual, like, hey, if you – if you make the playoffs, you get an influx of $10 million or X amount of dollars or whatever that might be. Like that, that's, that's not exactly from what I understand how that works. And you're right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 